It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So I wrote a post the other day about, I think it was either RJ Hampton or, or someone else, and, and someone on Twitter responded to me, write about Jalen Suggs. And I was just like, fine, let's write about Jalen Suggs. <laughs> Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 23rd, 2021. My name is Phil Frostenreich. I'm the site expert and host. I'm the site expert and editor at Orlando Magic Daily. I'm the host of Locked On Magic, of course. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore undies. Wait, no, I'll, I'll get it right right there. I'm still learning the YouTube stuff. Um, you can, of course, follow us on Twitter at uh, – you can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you download podcasts as well as now on YouTube. Hopefully, you'll be able to find this a lot sooner. I'll post links as well on, on the Twitter page at Magic, as well as my Twitter page at philiprr underscore md. Be sure to join us tomorrow or today, actually, today at 5 o'clock for uh, what I hope is a live stream of Locked On Magic. I'll have some uh, issues that I want to talk about, about the roster, now that the roster is, is final for, for the, at least training camp. Um, and I will take your questions live in the chat section or in the comment section. So be sure to join us live at 5 o'clock on YouTube. Go to the Locked On Magic homepage. I will send out links. Do not worry. You will not miss it if you follow me on Twitter or follow us anywhere. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, however, we're going to talk about Jalen Suggs. I promise we'll talk about Jalen Suggs. We're going to talk about Jalen Suggs. What is at stake for him in this rookie season? What it means for the Orlando Magic and a whole lot more. Plus, why Jalen Suggs is not the only clutch option on the team. And yes, big episode today. We'll talk about Markel Fultz as well. A lot to get to here on Lockdown Magic. We'll get to in just a second. But before we do that, I do want to remind you to check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Just search and grab a download podcast for Lockdown and see what you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast, just like there's a podcast um, covering the Orlando Magic, it's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only that you can only find uh, from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Tampa Bay Rays? Um, you probably saw their overlay. We kind of share a, a restream studio here. Um, congratulations to Tampa Bay Rays for clinching a spot in the MLB playoffs. You guys are awesome. We love you. Um, check out Locked On Rays to get yourself ready for the Rays run back to the World Series and hopefully to bring the title home to Florida. By the way, go Marlins. Um, we're overdue for a title. We're not going to make the playoffs this year, but we're overdue. Um, no matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Don't forget to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Thursdays on Locked On NBA. It's Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore telling you whose NBA stock is up and whose stock is down. 
probably Kirsten Rosas. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. We're going to do our best not to put an inordinate amount of pressure on Jalen Suggs. Um, uh, we're going to do our best. and We're going to talk plenty more about Jalen Suggs. Practice starts next week. We'll hear plenty from him. We don't want to overpressure this kid or, or put more on this kid than, than he can handle. Um, there's a lot riding on him, obviously. Uh, the Magic sold off the you know big parts of their franchise. They restarted their franchise for that draft pick that they were going to get in the 2021 draft. They were a star player, and we all felt it. Um, again, well, I'm not going to get into the whole tanking debate, but we all felt it on draft lottery night when the Magic fell to fifth and didn't get or didn't feel like they were going to get a crack at that those top four guys that, that at the time seemed like a consensus top four. It, it was disappointing. It was heartbreaking because we knew the talent was there. To feel that wild swing back up to where the Magic were, um, to, to feel that wild swing back up when the Raptors took Scotty Barnes and Jalen Suggs was there for the Magic to take, you could feel the excitement. You could feel the energy. You could feel the intensity. You could feel the emotion. You could feel the hope and belief. Let's try not to make this kid the savior, but dot, dot, dot. Yeah. The Magic haven't drafted a guard this talented since Penny Hardaway. Um, maybe if you count Mike Miller as a guard, maybe. Suggs is probably more talented than Mike Miller anyway. This is a, a potentially monumental draft. So again, not putting pressure on, not trying to create the savior complex and the savior narrative. But this is a big pick. This is a big player. This is a big moment. We saw what Jalen Suggs did in, in college. 14.4 points per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, 4.5 assists per game. Stepping up in several key moments, including in the NCAA tournament. He was the guy, as, as we noted when we talked with Locked On Gonzaga uh, in the offseason after the Magic made the pick. He was the guy that Gonzaga turned to in close games. And, and you could look at, some, you know, they play, Gonzaga played precious few close games. But especially later in the season, Suggs was the guy. And again, it all was capped off with that buzzer-beating half-court shot to beat UCLA. That is a lot to live up to. There's been very few moments as celebrated or, or moments that will last forever quite like that. And now coming to a team that is essentially restarting with a new coach, with a completely new core players, the idea is that Jalen Suggs will be a key guy in that, in that group, in that mix. That Jalen Suggs will, will not just be a guy, he could be the guy, the star, the guy this team builds around, the guy that attracts other people to Orlando. That's that's the hope and the dream, at least. Again, just it, it, no no pressure, kid. No pressure, kid. But there's a lot of pressure here. Now, the Magic aren't going to hand him the keys and let him drive immediately. I, I do suspect that they will ease him in into it a, a little by little. Um, I don't think that 
I don't think that the Magic are sort. Of, I don't think the Magic are just gonna are just gonna throw him into the deep end. I mean, he'll he'll get reps. He's gonna play. Wouldn't surprise me if he starts the year off off the bench. To be perfectly honest, um, everything's going to be earned for sure, and I don't think anyone would want it any other way. But at the end of the day, by the end of the season, the Magic have to know if Jalen Suggs can be, not that he is because he won't be yet, but can be a guy they truly build around. That This guy is someone with all-star potential because the, all the draft people say that he is, that he's a leader, that he is a, a, a driving force for a franchise, the perfect player to start a, a new culture and a new, um, and a new grouping. He's got the physicality to play both, both guard positions, as a lead guard, as an off guard, to defend both positions. This guy does, really does, have it all. And again, there's so much more to it than that. So much of, of what we're talking about here with the Orlando Magic is, is going to be intangible. It's, it's not going to be something that we can point our fingers on. It's not going to come in wins and losses. I mean, it, we want to see good wins. I want to see Jalen Suggs hit big shots. We'll get to the clutch question here in a sec. I want to see him hit big shots. I want to see the Magic beat quality opponents. But the wins and losses are going to be difficult to come by. We, we all know that. And so what we're measuring the season by is progress and by the culture that is created. And Suggs is not a team leader per se quite yet, but he's going to set the culture for this Magic team. That's the reality. He's going to set the culture for this team. And how he plays and what he projects into will determine this Magic team's future. So, again, I don't want to put pressure on him any more than we have to. But that is the narrative push of this season. That is what's on the line. That's what the Magic need to find out about this kid. It's just how good is he? Just how good can he be? Suggs has shown in college that he can step up in big moments, um, that he can do exactly what his team needs him to do. And honestly, we saw in summer league just how good he can be too. When he took over the game against Golden State for the Magic to get back into it, he was by far the best player on the floor for the Magic in those summer league games. And honestly, looking thinking back on those games, he was by far, I don't know by, by, by far, but he was the best player on the floor of any team that the Magic played. Um, or, that, or that he played against Boston, Cleveland, and uh, maybe Isaac Okoro. Okoro played well, but Suggs, Suggs knew what he was doing. He passed the ball really well. His passing was so much better than I thought it was. Um, and now the question is, can it translate to the big leagues? Can it translate to the NBA? Again, you, you find out who can't play more than who can't play. Suggs, though, is just the driving force, the driving narrative. We're going to talk so much about Jalen Suggs this year and what we're seeing and the hints of what we're seeing from him. The question is, can he reach the level 
that he needs to reach? It's a big question. But that's the path that's laid out. Let's talk about the Magic's options in the clutch because they actually have quite a few in addition to Mr. Suggs. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, word from our pals at DirectV. Look, this is probably going to sound real familiar. You've got one device that lets you catch a game live. The other that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone or computer and you, you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for that premium channel you're not paying for. Well, I wanted to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Today's podcast also brought to you by Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. God forbid you only have two games scheduled during the playoff week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. It was just the monotony of management. That's why I stopped playing fantasy basketball, to be perfectly honest. I, I joined a super intense league that's a little bit more involved and strategic, but, but that league isn't open to the public. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. Make sure you pick the right one because you don't want that 50-point game to be the one you don't pick. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy week are o- work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy week work are over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponents, defensive rating, whatever you want. All that adds up to more strategy, and less busy work, and more fun playing fantasy basketball. Whether you prefer a redraft, keeper, dynasty, leagues, game picks, has you covered. Sleeper, crack the fantasy basketball code if you play fantasy football. If you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. So I I say this all the time. Um, I'm going to say it again here. Um, I don't necessarily buy so much into clutch minutes and clutch stats. Um, I think all 48 minutes are equally important Um, until the playoffs. Playoffs is a little bit different, but um, I, I don't buy that the end of a game is any more you know, any, any different than the beginning of a game. Um, you know, there's, there's time pressure. That's about it. Um, but, you know, we've seen from the Charlotte Hornets, we've seen from several teams that the difference between winning and losing, the difference between making the playoffs and missing the playoffs is very often your record in close games and your ability to win close contests. The Charlotte Hornets, 
essentially got into the playoffs because they were winning close games and they fell out of the playoffs and in the play-in tournament because all of a sudden at the end of the season, they stopped winning close games. Now, on average, close games are a toss-up. They're a coin toss. And that's, again, why I don't put a lot of stock into it um, because a player who is really effective in close games one year, Evan Fournier, um, in 2019, um, will become ineffective the next year, Evan Fournier in 2020. Um, Terrence Ross is a good example. I'll get into his stats here coming up in a minute. But, you know, finding out, you know, there's a lot of, I think, posturing is maybe the word to say, that comes into the discussion of who takes the last shot. And there's something to this. You know, if you're taking a last shot, if you're taking a play that's designed specifically to get a shot, you want to give the, you want either, I, I would say always run a play, you know, run a play to set up a good shot. But I get the idea of give it to your best creator, give it to your best shooter, give it to your best scorer. That is ultimately your best chance to win the game and leave as little time as possible for the opposing team to answer back. That's that, that part is important too. So there is something to say about being able to hit game-winning shots. And one thing I would say about this Magic team, and, and it was you know, maybe true also during the previous rebuild with Victor Oladipo and Tobias Harris able to hit big shots, and Forney was able to hit big shots, uh, Nikola Vucevic had a couple buzzer beaters uh, one year. The Magic do have options for guys who can hit the last shot. Now, obviously, Jalen Suggs is the first one that comes to mind, one of the central players on the team. Uh, he's got the big shot uh, history already at Gonzaga. At Gonzaga. You know, I, I mentioned his late game stats. Let me let me pull them out for you a little bit here. Um, in the close games that Gonzaga played, they didn't play very many. Here are Suggs' stats. Um, he had 4.6 rebounds, five assists in his third game of the season, of the season, 87-82, went over West Virginia. Not great numbers. The next time the the Bulldogs played a game that was within 10 points was the W was the West Coast Conference tournament. Against BYU in a come-from-behind victory, Suggs scored 23 points to go with five rebounds, five assists. In the final five minutes, Suggs scored eight points and dished out an assist to turn that turn a tie game into a 10-point win. Eight points in the final five minutes of a close game. In the NCAA tournament, of course, Suggs had 16 points, five rebounds, and six assists in the win over UCLA. He scored two points and dished out two assists and had a block in the final five minutes as Gonzaga raced a three-point deficit to force overtime. And overtime, of course, he hit the game-winning shot from half court. Again, Suggs, we can tell, is never afraid of the moment. Another guy we know is never is Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony had two buzzer-beating game winners last year, uh, just humongous rookie moments. And even though he is an inefficient shooter, though he is never afraid to shoot. He is never afraid of a big moment. And that's key. He had the winner against Minnesota the winner over Memphis, had some critical shots. And honestly, I thought his best game was that Cleveland game. His best finish was that Cleveland game. Um, he's really good. Last year, in 34 minutes of clutch play, that's with that's as NBA.com defines it, the score within five points in the final five minutes, Anthony scored 28 points. 28 points in 34 clutch minutes. We know he's not a great shooter overall, but in those clutch minutes, he was eight for 13. With four uh, hitting four of his six three pointers, he also made eight of nine free throws again in 34 minutes. Only bad mark for him is three turnovers, um, but very clearly Cole Anthony is Cole Anthony is a clutch player. He will step up in the moment. He is not afraid of the moment. And that's honestly that's half the battle. It's not being afraid of the failure 
and, you know, wanting the glory a little bit, but wanting that responsibility too. What about Terrence Ross? Terrence Ross has been the Magic's go one of the Magic's go-to clutch guys for a while. He had that big shot against Golden State in the 2019 season, remember? Um, he's a guy that could get his shot off real quick. The Magic could set a place for Terrence Ross to, to hit a buzzer-beating shot. Last year, Ross, you know, struggled a little bit, but he, Ross actually led the team in clutch situations with 34 points. He did this in 59 minutes. He made only 11 of 28 shots and 8 of 17 threes. But Ross was pretty solid in clutch minutes. However, turn the clock back to 2020. Ross had only had 35 points in 83 clutch minutes. So, again, more clutch minutes, obviously, with a longer season. But shot just 10 for 32 and 9 for 27 from deep. Again, this is why I tell people clutch minutes are a coin flip. You can't count on them. You don't bet on them. You know, some guys are much better in clutch situations, but everyone's stats usually go down. And over the long run, you just, you can't predict it. So again, I would be a little concerned about clutch defense. The other guy on this list, and a guy that we will talk a little bit more about coming up here, is Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz is actually quietly one of the more clutch players on the team and someone that you would trust to take a last shot, or at least if not to take a last shot, to make good decisions. In 12 clutch minutes this season, so again, over eight games, they put the Magic played 12 clutch minutes. It was the Oklahoma City game uh, the, and the Washington games. He scored 16 points, 16 points in 12 clutch minutes, shooting six for seven from the floor and hitting the only three he took. He also dished out four assists in that short time. The Magic were four and one in clutch games to start the season. So again, Markel Fultz delivered. And this isn't just a 2021 thing. In 2020, he posted 55 points in 114 clutch minutes. Again, not getting a ton of opportunity. And shot 53.7% from the floor and 20 assists against seven turnovers. He also had seven steals in clutch situations. If there is a Mr. Clutch on this team, it's Markel Fultz. And it's another reason why I think the Magic are really excited to have him back because he just knows how to manage a game, knows when to insert himself and where to insert himself. And that's obviously a huge benefit to the team. Now, this is all fun and a little bit frivolous for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to deny that. You can't predict where the ball is going to go and, and who's going to ultimately take that last shot. But it's very clear the Magic can operate and do have players, you know, provided they're put in the right spots, to play and play well in clutch situations. That's obviously a very, very good thing. But of course, one of those players has got probably the biggest question marks on him entering the season. We'll talk about Markel Fultz and what to expect from him in this upcoming season coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Built Bar comes in some amazing flavors. I actually got the, uh, co the cookie dough chunk. Uh, as a sample pack the other day, very, very excited about that because I know when the box says cookie dough chunk, it's going to taste like cookie dough without the, you know, being bad for your stomach and all that stuff. Um, it's going to taste really, really good. Uh, I saw that play. I saw them advertise the flavor in emails that I get from them. And I was like, Oh, I, I hope we get a sample of that. I'm really excited to try it because if it's anything like their cookies and cream, it's going to be really, really, really the thing is, you never hear anyone be this excited about eating a protein bar. They usually taste a little bit off. They're not that great. Um, sorry, guys. 
they 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 don't taste that great. Um, and usually you look at that 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 uh, the the packaging and the nutritional information will say it's like 310 calories, 350 calories. It's like eating another meal. I don't want a meal. I want a snack. I want an energy boost after workout. I want an energy boost to get me to the end of my day. And that's why Built Bar is my favorite protein bar and a, built, and a protein bar that you should try too. Check out the macros here. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. Again, it's a snack. Maybe a heavy snack, but a snack. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag. Football is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron with teams back on the field. So, as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface. Even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. At this point, we don't know when Markel Fultz is going to be back. We talked. I talked a little bit about his clutch bona fides um, and 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 how and how he's really important for the team uh, at, at, at a certain level. A really, really important kind of player just for managing the game and, and and bringing some stability. But we don't know when Markel Fultz is going to be back, and we don't know what condition he's going to be in. It's the same deal with Jonathan Isaac, but. Um, you know, obviously Fultz was hurt in January. There's a chance that he's not back until Christmas. And honestly, I'm frankly not even thinking about him being back until around Thanksgiving at the earliest. Uh, I wouldn't expect him back until Christmas, certainly after the gauntlet ends and, and, and the team can take a little bit of a breath. Fultz had one really good season. And a good season, meaning he had a good kind of rookie season in his first full run through the NBA. The Magic saw what a great game manager he could be. They saw what a great kind of locker room guy he could be and how he could help that developing team. But the team that Markel Fultz left in January is not the team he's returning to. In a lot of ways, he's going to have to relearn his role in addition to recovering from his injury and maybe even re-earn his spot as a starting point guard. Now, personally, me, I think he's a starting point guard in this league. I think that he has shown, if not a, a, a low-level starting point guard, but he's shown that he's an NBA player to me, and provided that he gets back healthy, I see no reason why he doesn't have a fit somewhere, somewhere. If Alfred Payton can make it this long, Marco Fultz certainly can too. The question is whether Fultz will, will take that step up, will improve, and will answer all these questions that, he seemingly has to answer questions such as is he, can he get back to that starting point guard level is number one overall pick Marco Fultz still in there somewhere? 
what is his ultimate trajectory and what is he at the end of the day? At the, even uh, even his supporters, I don't think, can really answer that question um, fully, um, can really answer that question wholly in a lot of ways. Marco Fultz is still, he's not as much of a mystery, but he's still a huge question mark and a huge mystery. And again, now that he's on a new contract and the clock is ticking on him, he, he can become a free agent at the end of next season after, with a te- with, since the Magic have a team option on the third year of that extension. He's got to prove himself all over again. Now, I think the environment the Magic are going to create for him is amenable to that. There's going to be very little, you know, he's going to be trying to win, but wins and losses aren't the measure of success. They're going to have the opportunity and ability to throw him out there and just kind of let him get his feet wet and let him work back at his own pace. At the same time, he's got to really prove himself all over again, prove his place in the league all over again. And after a major knee injury, that is not an easy thing to do. I could sit here and tell you that you know I think Marco Fultz will bounce right back to where he was and, and that his jumper will be even slightly improved since that's pretty much all you can work on when you've got a torn ACL. But I can't say that with any certainty. Um, and I don't think anyone can say anything about Marco Fultz with any certainty at this point. So this season, like so much of this Orlando Magic team, this season is about figuring out just what everyone can do. What, how do they all fit and what are they ultimately going to be? Marco Fultz has to answer those questions probably more than anyone on the roster because A, his place on the roster isn't assured anymore, unlike when he signed his contract, and B, his clock is ticking and his clock is running out. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening and or watching today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search or tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places you on podcasts, your podcast and listening device. Or you can subscribe, and please do subscribe, and watch our podcast on YouTube. We'll be doing a live stream of, thir- of Friday's episode of Locked on Magic on Thursday at 5 p.m. So that's today at 5 p.m. I'll send a link out on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. But if you subscribe on YouTube, if you can find Locked On Magic, I'll put links out so you'll be able to find it as well. If you subscribe on YouTube, you can get direct access to it. We're going to try and see if the live stream works and do a live mailbag. It'll be similar to our um, locker room shows, except it'll just be chat feature. Um, uh, I'll figure out how to get people on the show another day or figure out how to wire locker room through here so we could we could do that as well on YouTube. I am brainstorming some ways to use the YouTube channel as well. So definitely do subscribe it. I am planning some exclusive thoughts and exclusive content for the YouTube channel um, to get us set once the season gets going. So be sure to subscribe to that as well. That's gonna do for me today. Today though I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Be sure to check out the Let's podcast. Whether you're betting on the NBA, NFL, or whatever sport, college football, whatever sport, the Locked On Bets podcast has you taken care of with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's going to do for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode or watching today's episode of Locked On Magic. 
For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Life. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 